back to Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry with Dr. Tanya DeSanto. Stay informed, stay connected with WMAY on 92.7, 94.7, and 9.70 a.m. Well, as usual, we were always talking off air, and Dr. Tanya's with us now at uh, WMAY at 92.7, 94.7, and 9.70 a.m. We were talking off air. Dr. Tanya, you were telling me about some relatives that live down in Florida that, that got some amazing testing. I, I don't know if you want to share any of that with us. Or, you know, I hate to put you on the spot like that, but, uh, yeah, tell us about what your relatives went through. Well, it was it's really amazing, and I feel that, you know, when we're so sheltered in Illinois and we never leave the state, we don't know what other states are doing because we don't experience anything anymore except our own roofs above our head. Um, but, you know, we, we've we been in touch with different family members. My daughter, she's a senior. So she's, um, it's really, you know, people don't realize the senior class this year and how sad it really is. You know, we all talked about the senior class last year, how they missed out on their spring and their graduations and their proms. But people need to wake up to what's going on this year for these kids because, they're the same class that also missed their prom and also missed going to their friends' graduations, and they're getting nothing, nothing. And it goes to, it goes much beyond homecomings and football games and canceling sports seasons. It's so far beyond that. It's their futures. Um, it's not their social development as much as it is their academic development, although I think those are equally important. Um, you know, they can't go to college tours. They can't take an ACT exam. Um, you know, my daughter's a senior and she picked five schools that she really wants to see. And none of them are offering college tours. You just have to download a map of the school, print it off on your computer, put a mask on and walk around campus and check it out. That's how you're looking at colleges now. How sad is that? Um, you know, you're applying for colleges without any information. You don't have an ACT score because you can't take an ACT exam. My daughter registered twice and both times were canceled. Um, you know, how does that work? How do you get into school without this information? I mean, thankfully, she's class president, so she's got some chops for her resume. But, you know, there's not much else she's got to work with other than her class rank, her grades. And, you know, you can't even have extracurricular activities because there aren't any. Um, you know, when she won her class election, she didn't seem so excited about it. And, and she said to me, she said, Mom, what, what am I the class president of my laptop? I mean, that just it's heartbreaking to hear that, you know. So anyway, I'm not trying to sound like a downer, but she she's out and about looking at, you know, tours with her dad and different colleges and things like that. And um, before coming back to Illinois, um, they got their COVID-19 test. And um, I was blown away how different it is. You know, Prairie Dental Group, we we get tested every week. Um, we all get tested um, every seven to 10 days. And we go to the Walgreens and we drive through and they hand us a swab and we push it up our nose and roll down our window and put it back into the sleeve. And then we roll up our window and then the technician comes and gets it while our window is rolled up. And we usually find out results in an hour um, or two. I know when you go to Springfield's public health department, um, they don't take minors at the Walgreens location. So if you have a child um, that needs tested or just walk-in testing because the Walgreens location is appointment only. So you go to the public health department. If you don't have an appointment, they will take walkthroughs 
uh, drive-ins, I guess you could call it drive through visits. So you don't ever get out of your car and they do minors and things like that. So, um, those results are five to seven days. So if you are exposed, you are quarantined for five to seven days or until you get your test results back, which I've heard is sooner now. It's only a couple of days, but you can't do anything until you get your test results back. So that's how Illinois works. That's the, you know, I've worked under this auspice this whole time during the pandemic and um, that's how we've rolled and that's how the community has rolled. I know that Walgreens for a short time ran out of tests. So we had about two weeks at Prairie Dental Group that we weren't tested because they ran out of test kits. I don't know how you run out of test kits. I'm not quite sure how that wow. happens. Um, yeah. That's a story for another day. But, um, you know, there was also a point where our public health department closed um, and all people were going to Litchfield. And then they reopened again a couple weeks later. So we've had some hiccups in Illinois, some pretty strong hiccups along the way with testing. Um, you know, many of you know these these swab tests are not 100% accurate. There's a lot of room for error in these. From you know, we self-administer these these cotton swab, putting this cotton swab up your nose. If it doesn't go up high enough, um, if you don't get a good enough sample, you can always have these um, false negatives. So you know, there's a lot of room for error with this because we're self-administering these and most people that are getting these COVID testings are not healthcare professionals anyway, and they're administering this test to themselves. So that's Illinois in a nutshell for any listeners out there that aren't sure how Illinois is working. And now I'm going to fast forward to Florida, who's got it going on. You know, Florida, a van pull, a van pull of, full of people drive up through a drive-through um, off the side of the road in a mobilized unit with a billboard above it, you know, COVID-19 COVID testing here with an arrow on the main street of a Florida town. And you pull in with no appointment. They don't know who you are, nor do they care, but they just know you want to get COVID tested. So you drive up and a technician comes out masked and you roll down your window and they take your name and your driver's license and they prick your finger like the diabetic blood sugar tests you get a little finger prick you don't even feel it although my daughter said it hurt really bad but that's besides the point let me tell you you don't feel it because you're working with a tiny bit of a hypochondriac here the rest of the van had no problem <laughs> <laughs> so, so they they do prick your finger and they poke put it on this um, plastic strip and it reminds me of a pregnancy test even though many listeners out there won't really understand what that is if especially if you're a male but you you put your little finger on this little plastic strip and they go back in their little mobile unit and they come back within 10 minutes and you find out you are covid negative you find out you're covid positive you find out you're if you've ever been exposed because they run their antibody tests the igmig test um you find all that out in 10 minutes and they text you this graphic of you, your blood results, where you fall, where you stand, your numbers, and you drive away in 10 minutes. Wow. It's unbelievable. I mean, that's a blood test. That's very accurate. Very, very accurate. You know, administered by a healthcare professional, um, digitally read and scanned, you know, all of these things. I, I'm not quite sure why we are so behind in Illinois with our technology and our in our the way we handle things I'm sure there's all it's all about politics and I'm not familiar with any of that so 
I just know that, you know, there's a reason Florida went from probably the worst epicenter in the nation to some of the lowest rates now in the nation. So their technology is advanced. The way they handle this is just full speed ahead. So, you know, I know there's all these, you hear all these rumors about, you know, there's no masks in Florida and, you know, people are not as careful. And while all of that may be true or not, I just know that the science behind what Florida is doing is strong. So um, I'm very impressed, you know, just really impressed how they handled my family members and um, what they, you know, the steps that they're taking to put more science behind what they're doing. And I just, I'm baffled by why Illinois can't do this when Illinois numbers are just crawling up every day. You know, you hear about this every day. And, you know, of course, the flu season looms, you know, we're all worried, all the healthcare professionals, we all have this hanging on our shoulders, like what is going to happen when, you know, we combine the flu with these COVID cases. And that's just right in front of us now as winter approaches. So um, I thought it was a really important subject to bring up because I know even like myself, I had no idea that Florida handled things this way. And and maybe other people are very familiar with how states are operating with their COVID testing, but I, I wasn't aware of this. And I know that, you know, at Prairie Dental Group, we did, did receive, you know, we all went and took our uh, antibody test through Quest, but you paid $100 for that. And it was worth it to me to know. I wanted to know if I've ever been exposed. And, um, you know, in dentistry, the, you know, we're the highest risk profession and CDC has talked about that for about seven months now. And um, so I just had it in my head that, you know, we were all probably exposed at some point, but, you know, we weren't. So, um, it was worth the fee and worth the, the knowledge and the data that was provided by Quest Diagnostics. Now, Florida gave out that same information in 10 minutes. So, um, you know, the technology in Florida is, is strong. So hopefully we can make progress that direction. You know, that would be wonderful when we see all the Chicago colleges still remote. Um, most most schools in Illinois, so many of them are remote to some degree. So um, either fully or partially remote. So it would be nice to see things up and running again at some point. I know that in Springfield, Illinois, that the school district is um, gearing up for their, their second semester, the second quarter. And I know that the kids are really wanting a hybrid option to be put in place. And I know that they are really um, hoping that the school board district of 186 will revisit the metrics that are used to put the hybrid option in place. There's a lot of students and children and teachers, um, faculty, staff, administration, they're all willing and wanting to go to the hybrid option. So I know there's a lot of students that said, you know, hey, if there's so many of us, you know, that want to go back to a hybrid option, we should be able to go back. And then the people that are opting to be remote should be able to choose that as well. Um, so much so that the children have formed a rally on Monday at five o'clock. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, Chris. Um, but on Monday at five o'clock, right in front of the uh, headquarters of school district 186, um, across from the county market on Monroe there, they're doing a rally at five o'clock and they're getting all the high schools together. Southeast Springfield and Lanfear are all getting all their students together to rally, to have the 
board look at their concerns and, and at the beginning of second quarter to put that hybrid option in place and alter those metrics somewhat so that that can happen because literally every other school around Springfield and the surrounding counties are all in back in school to some form, whether fully in school or a hybrid option is in place for every single school except for school district 186, who's fully remote at home. So if the heat's on, the kids are antsy, they want back. Um, you know, I talked about my my little dynamo, my class president senior here. And, <laughs> you know, she, it was funny because um, she got a call from the state journal register and they wanted to interview her. And um, that's never happened before in my house, you know. That was interesting. So um, I, I got to listen to her being interviewed and, um, you know, her comments. I couldn't hear his comments, but, you know, that's going to be published, I think, in Monday's paper. So wow, but it cool. was interesting to hear her point of view, you know, as, as a student. You know, she, she talked about things that I wasn't really fully aware of. And um, to hear it from the student's point of view is profound. It's almost chilling when you just, you know— as an adult, we're all just, you know, commanders. We give orders. We, we're parents. We tell you what to do. We, you know, you're in your, you've got your parent hat on, but you know, these kids are 18, 19, some of them, um, they have a voice. It's strong and it makes sense. So I'm really excited to hear what these kids come up with. Um, I want to hear what they have to say at the rally. I'm sure it'll be televised. I'll be working, but, um, I'll be reading about it and I'll be hearing about it through my daughter and, um, you know, they have a lot of really good points. They've studied the metrics. You know, these kids aren't stupid. <laughs> you no. know, if you're telling them that school's closed, they want to know why. And when you tell them why and you show them the metrics, they study those metrics. They've got some really good concerns, some really good points. It's almost going to be hard to come back with some of their concepts and concerns and questions because they state the obvious that even I didn't think about. So, and stay tuned on that. I think everybody will be interested and pleasantly surprised at the other side because the other side's never been heard. No one's ever really listened to the students and what they have to say about this. So, um, you know, be ready. This is our future, you know. Dentistry is really, really busy these days, obviously, you know, after being shut down. And really, I think that people are afraid that it could happen again if, you know, this winter comes up and, you know, perhaps the governor decides that, you know, certain things should be shut down again and people want to get established in a dental home. And I couldn't agree more. But I don't think that's going to happen without a fight from the dental aspect of things. I mean, just reading my emails after seeing patients on Friday, it was so exciting to see that our American Dental Association um, just finished and announced this first of a kind study and we've been waiting for this for as dentists for months now, ever since the pandemic began. We knew this study was starting, and they finished and um, published these results. Um, and these results are in the Journal of the American Dental Association, and it's on COVID-19 infection rates among dentists. Because you see, many of us, 
um, that have been practicing a long time, like myself, 25 years, I started dentistry um, when HIV was just breaking and it was so scary and nobody knew how it was transmitted and who was going to die from it. It was all unknown at the time. And, um, you know, dentistry has survived all these infectious issues. You know, we are so protected. We're not afraid of anything. I mean, yes, things are scary. Yes, things are risky, but we are so protected from things, you know, with our personal protective equipment, with our aerosol controls, um, bloodborne pathogen protocols are in place strong. We've not been afraid, but, you know, the public has been um, taught to be afraid. And that's, that's really sad. But so this is why we're really excited about this study, because it's actual data that shows it's the first large-scale report to examine U.S. dentist infection rates related to COVID-19. And the study shows what our member dentists knew all along. Heightened and increased attention to patient and dental team safety is working. The ADA will continue to collect data and infection rates from dental hygienists and um, survey in collaboration with the Dental Hygiene Associ Association as well. And I know we're going to wrap up the show soon, but I really think that it's important to know that according to the study, fewer than 1% of dentists in the U.S. were found to be COVID-19 positive. And this is really good news because it, it really refutes what the CDC has said all along about, you know, I agree with the CDC, so I don't want to say refute. That's not probably not the best word to use. But, you know, we are number one and number two on the highest risk profession in, during this whole COVID-19 pandemic over ER doctors and respiratory therapists, you know, dental hygiene, number one, dentist, number two. So, you know, it goes to show that the extremely low infection rate supports um, the effectiveness of the recommendations of the ADA and the CDC and helping keep the dental team and their patients as safe as possible. You know, and the bottom line is the dental profession has taken this, this issue extremely serious and it shows. It's showing in the data. In Illinois, I can narrow it down even further. We don't have any evidence, any data that shows any COVID-19 positive issues have come out of a dental office. That is huge. That's absolutely huge. I mean, you can say it out of any restaurant, any establishment, any hospital, but in dental offices in Illinois, nothing. So I, I really think the proof is in the pudding, if you will. And I think that it just goes to show um, that we know how to handle infectious diseases of many kinds. Um, you know, we know how to handle germs and diseases. It's what we live in. We live in that environment as a career. So um, what we're doing is working, and the study is amazing. I'm just really excited. I read the quotes on the, um, the president, you know, when she said, you know, in light of the revelations from the ADA study, there's no better time than now to encourage patients to schedule a visit. All right, terrific. So how can they do that, Dr. Tanya? Oh, it would be so easy. You just call 217-546-0412, and um, we do our best to get new patients in, and um, we have a wait list that we work really well from, and we manage to get everybody in in a timely fashion, and it's more important than ever to have a dental home. Dr. Tanya, listen, thank you so much. We really appreciate the time today.